Welcome to another episode of Age of Geek. I don't have a good opening for this like I do our other show, Tracy. I haven't practiced okay. it enough. All right. But uh, I'm Jake. Uh, we've got Tracy. We've got Ty. Tracy from Movies That Make Us. Ty from Multiplane Podcast. We are excited to be talking about spooky season movies. Ooh, uh, my favorite. We're so excited. So is this is this like an ET shining e. mashup? Shining. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. All right. All right. Now I, I was telling you this off air before we started recording, but that shirt would terrify my sister. She is terrified mm. of ET in general. And then you add the shining to it, and it's a whole nother Yeah, like you don't even need to, but if you do, then it's just another level of terrifying for her. <laughs> so I guess is she has not seen the shining. Uh, so. come on last week on age of geek the ladies from cutscenes and cupcakes talked about spooky video games their favorite video yes. game genre so we are following it up this week by talking about spooky movies and so jake being me i don't watch a lot of spooky movies so i brought in a couple of experts to talk about scary movies that you guys enjoy this time of year or maybe any time of year. Um, and so, Tracy, I know in the conversations we've had that you are way into a lot of scary movies. Um, that's a genre that you enjoy. Ty, I know you're into that kind of stuff. You do makeup that is incredible. Yes. Movie yeah, actually, that's, I makeup. got my degree in makeup. So, yeah. Did you really? I didn't know that. Yeah. So, I, you know, I have a culinary background as well, but. Right starting off in the world as a young man i uh yeah i got certified as a special effects makeup artist okay that is so cool i did not know that about you yeah I you just so had... i have a little bit of stuff to add and contribute right. to this one right. yeah <laughs> and i and i've seen you've posted pictures on your social media before of some of the makeup work that you've done and it is incredible Thank it's you. phenomenal so which is not surprising ty's a man of many talents so it's we're, true we're, lucky to have him as part of the team so yeah. guys i want to set the mood for you you've got your halloween tree set and decorated in the corner you have the severed feet hung on the mantle with care <laughs> your favorite halloween carols are playing in the background for me it's oingo boingo typically i put on oh, a little dance party that kind of thing mm -hmm. what movie are you getting ready to nestle down and terrify yourself with what are some of the movies you guys really enjoy watching this time of year I'm not a big horror guy, like, especially when it comes to like body horror. Like, I don't want to, I, I tried to watch part of the new Hellraiser and I'm like, this just isn't, this just isn't my thing. Um, I like monster movies. I like suspense. I like ghost stories quite a bit. Um, but one of my favorites this time of year is Cabin in the Woods. That one is just so well done and so much fun. Um, it really takes, for those that haven't seen it, it takes the horror genre and really twists it and turns it on its head. It kind of pokes fun at it at times, um, but it's a good little monster movie all on its own too. So my number one, and again, things that really draw me in, especially if they have uh, practical effects. Yeah. Trick or Treat has been my number one mm. since it came out. Okay. And I love how now, it has gained such a mass, mass cult following that like, so trick or treat when it came out, I was the only person I had ever seen who had made a Sam costume. 
Uh-huh. My brother was 10 years old. So he had the height down. I hand stitched, made the perfect head. We bought orange pajamas. I recreated the entire character because that's what he wanted to be for Halloween. And it was something that, you know, if you were a trick or treat fan, you were like, there wasn't a lot of us. It's definitely gained some footing in the last few years so much now that we're probably getting a sequel. Mm -hmm. But, and I really love anthologies. So it's probably one of the best anthologies. And it's just, it's got a little bit of gore, but like you said, Tracy, it's got enough suspense Uh that's built up with the interweaving stories that it's still probably my number one. Yeah, like hostile, I can't do. I that that's too much for me. You know, there's some that yeah, yeah. It just it, some of the Saw movies. It just eh, when it's like gore and horror for horror's sake. I'm just I'm just not as much of a fan. Gore galore. Um, not a movie, but a TV series that came out last year that I loved was Midnight Mass on Netflix with Mike yeah, Flanagan. You talked a lot about that one last year. I remember when it came that, out was a great take on the vampire story um it's it's about this uh small town where a new priest comes into town and uh turns out that it's a vampire and it's just really spectacularly well done i haven't checked out the midnight club yet that's also mike flanagan i've heard kind of lesser reviews i haven't had a chance to check that out but i like his work so i'm interested yeah uh so between you know midnight mess which is vampire centric and you know what we do in the shadows which is also vampire centric are you more of a vampire guy tracy is that kind of your jam when it comes to monster movies i've been drawn to the to the vampire mythos for sure um like i remember in high school in my ap english i like wrote a paper on nosferatu Mm -hmm. Um, the only and this was pre-streaming and pre you know download so I had to go up to the University of Utah Marriott Library and watch it there. <laughs> wow. How do you feel about the reboot that we're going to get? Um, I'm interested. I think it's got Doug Jones in it, doesn't it? Yeah. So uh, I'm a, I love Doug Jones. I think oh, he's absolutely. amazing. So I don't know much about it other than that, but I'm I'm excited to see it. Uh, Doug Doug Jones is incredible. He does a great job in anything that he's in. You put nice him in makeup and in the yeah. World, not, I have you know. I have heard from tons of people that have met him at conventions and things like that. The same thing that he's just a really nice, great guy and just super, super down to earth. And even people I that run a, into him like out in the wild. I had a package of uh, what they call lobby cards. They're like little postcards um, of different scenes from Pan's Labyrinth. And his handler was like, "Okay, pick one, and he'll sign it." And he's like, "No, I'll sign all of them." And the guy's like, well, you should charge for each one. He's like, no, I'll just sign them. It's no problem. And so he signed all seven of them for yeah. no extra, you know. Yeah. Then you have other celebrities. I'm not going to make fun of people, but I'm going to for a minute. Then you have other celebrities that come and put a whole thing around them so you can't even see them without yeah. paying the yeah. entrance to see them. And then when you get in there, like, I was so bummed when um, uh, Patrick Stewart came Um we went up to get an interview or a, a, an autograph for my sister. And like, he wasn't even making eye contact with people. He was just looking down and signing and pushing it to the next. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah. It's like at least pretend like you're excited to be here. So, yeah. Cause we get, I get that they're not sometimes right. I mean, you're signing autograph after autograph mm-hmm. and, and so I get it, but 
Yeah, but the reason that you're there signing autographs is because of those people. So yeah, exactly right. Yeah, you have your status due to the fans that are there to see you. So, um, well, at, at next year's Fan X, those that come up to me and want me to sign something, I will do it for free and make eye contact <laughs> the whole time. Absolutely, even I'll do like uncomfortable level eye contact, Ooh. where it's just not even like looking down to sign. <laughs> I, that is like, my um, that is my promise to you, fans. If you come up and see me at FanX, it just says Jack, and the rest of it's written on the table. Can you have like a pre-printed picture of you with nothing but a flamingo covering you? Like, oh, I feel like no. we can make some money off of that. There's not. I don't think there's a photographer that we could pay enough money to that would take that picture. <laughs> I got. I have Lightroom. Oh. We can do it. No kink. I'll reach. I'll reach out to Larry Curtis. See if he's down with that. um ty when you mentioned practical effects i think one of the best scary movie horror films with practical effects has got to be the thing i knew you were gonna say john carpenter's the thing because yes it is right yeah and so nightmares it holds up so well it's still freaky as all get out and that's one that seemed like in in the in recent years it's made a huge kind of comeback people have talked a lot about that one yeah Yeah, they made Uh, a prequel um which isn't bad um i can't remember her name i think it's mary elizabeth uh winston anyway um it's it's not a bad prequel but the 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 original kurt russell is just great and the thing that makes it so cool jake is you have this alien creature who's crashed into the ice and this expedition has found it and dug it up. And of course they bring it inside the base. Cause that's what you do. And it busts sure. out, but it's able to like take DNA and recreate itself to be whatever it comes in contact with. So it would look exactly like Jake and would, would kill the real Jake and then mimic his body and so you have this real paranoia with nobody knowing who you can trust, even down to the end of the movie. You're like, yep. it's a very, it's a very clear way of seeing where Among Us pulled their idea from. Uh huh. Yeah, I I mean, I don't want to alarm anyone, but who's to say that didn't already actually happen? You could be Alien Jake, and we would never know. You would never know. Well, no, no, no. We do know. You take some blood. And then you take a soldering Neat. iron and get it really hot and put it in the blood. And if it reacts, then you have an alien. If it does just kind of hisses, then you're human. Yeah. So we're going to um, need a sample of your blood, Jake. Like I'm going to give that up willingly. I'm going to bring a blowtorch. <laughs> well, yeah. The thing about a blowtorch that's super effective is alien or not, at least it's taken care of. This is like true. a person on fire and just, you know, <laughs> alien true. or not. Your bases are covered. Speaking of aliens, speaking of flamethrowers, alien and alien. We're going to go here next. <laughs> I'm nothing I, if not predictable. Come on. Well, I knew there's no way that we're going to talk about scary movies with Tracy without talking about alien and aliens and the whole series, because I know it's one of your favorites. You've mentioned yeah. that multiple times. Yeah. And the thing that's so cool is like, they're so different from each other. And, and they're only really the two good alien films after that alien three is okay. And then they just, they digress. Oh, big time. 
Um, but the thing that's so cool with the first one, Jake, it's basically um, it's like a haunted house. It's a it's mm-hmm. this one alien inside this spaceship. There is no way for these people to leave. They are stuck in here with this thing, and it's find it and get rid of it, or we're all gonna die. Jake, have you never seen Alien? I have not ever seen. Okay, Ty, you need to know this about me. There are very few scary movies that I've seen. I my scary movie tolerance level is very very low. I think so, you can handle. I, I have handle the first two Aliens. I have a very interesting neat movie theater in town that you can rent out balcony style like old-fashioned you can rent it out we're gonna have to get you over here and do like hold on what what theater is this this sounds cool so do you guys know what strap tank is i've heard of it so there's one at the point of the mountain which is the secondary one but the main one is here in springville and Mm -hmm. the guys built an entire industrial site with different shops and stuff. And he, there's a smaller movie theater in there that you can rent to do oh, screenings and different cool. things. Very art deco. Okay. And I've talked about this. I, that's, I, I want to do some different showings there, but. Oh yeah. This is, this is not, you know, part of this episode, but offline Ty, we need to talk about this. Cause Tracy yeah, for sure. has talked about wanting to do some more screenings. We did Sharknado uh-huh. and we would like to do some more. <laughs> awful movie for great causes yeah (laughs) so let's talk after this hey there there's movies and there's alcohol there so i think you're a win-win well well gets 50 percent. that's a (laughs) lose-lose for me so (laughs) well yeah 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 kind of me too but (laughs) you can have you can have your soda yeah did you guys ever see and this is one that's really interesting Scary stories to tell in the dark. Oh, I've heard of that one. I haven't watched it. I've never oh. seen it, but I remember those books from when I was a those kid. Like that's how you knew you were cool if you borrowed that from the library. But see, Jake, how cool. old were you when you first picked up that book from the library? Were you in your teens? Yeah. See, no, I was still no, because I remember in elementary school picking it up. I, I think people were still talking school. about it in middle school, but I think it was probably fifth or sixth grade. So I would have been preteen. So yeah. that's, I'd first read them as a small, small kid too. Uh-huh. And so when they announced they were making a film based on it, I'm like, no way. This stuff made me piss my pants as a kid <laughs> reading yeah. it. Like, didn't, didn't uh, and, Guillermo del Toro produce it? Yes. And it's just so well made. And of course, uh, they couldn't involve every story from the three different, right. you know, but they nailed in the first part of the movie they nailed one of my first favorite stories was uh howard the scarecrow and he's even oh yeah i remember seeing the ads yeah the main ad and poster and on the front of the you know film itself if you buy it but scary stories to tell in the dark trick-or-treat was my number one Mm -hmm. scary stories another anthology kind of it it almost dethroned it wow and right. like it's oh <laughs> the suspense that it builds up and it's just so creepy and so man like my wife won't even watch it with me again because like i said we had both read the books as kids yeah right and the illustrations were disturbing yeah right. so to see it come yeah. to screen 
was something that's like, hey, how are we going to pull this off? Are we going to be able to sit through this? Because if any, again, if any of you guys have read those, the illustrations alone would put. Well, I remember, <laughs> I remember borrowing it from the library at school. It was like in the school library, like Praha. Yeah. Yep. And same. bring it home. And my parents seeing it and kind of flipping through it, like, what is this book that you brought home? Where did you get this from the school library? It was fortunate that my parents weren't politically active because they probably would have worked on getting it banned at that point, but it didn't. It didn't I'm getting it on Twitter right now. Yeah. Well, this was pre Twitter kids. So, you know, that back back in, the, in my day, the only thing you had to do to complain was write a letter to your senator, you know? Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm curious, guys, is, is there a movie that you like freaked you out as a kid? Like, what was your first kind of scary movie as a kid? So you're going to laugh at me. Go ahead, Jake. Well, okay. Then they'll laugh at me first and then they'll laugh at you, Ty. Uh, but the one that, that really freaked me out, uh, I remember being at a, a, a sleepover for some mm -hmm. friends. That's typically um, where this happens. Yeah. Yes. And the movie that they put on was Witches. And that stupid <laughs> thing when they took their hair off and everything, like, I'm telling you, you guys don't understand how low my tolerance for scary stuff is. <laughs> that freaked me out to the point where I called my parents at like midnight or one o'clock and they had to pick me up. So that is a movie that freaked me out when I was a kid. All right. All right. No shame. Yeah, you here. guys are good. Wait, see, Ty, you've got nothing to worry about, my friend. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Still a good story. So here's my background too. My dad was pretty, pretty liberal in my options of what to watch as a kid. Okay. Um, like me and him would be watching Child's Play on Saturday morning whoa laughing at it like <laughs> wow all right so i've got i've got a wide range of stuff that i watched way too early <laughs> but the one that messed with me and this is again really stupid critters oh okay and it's the same reoccurring nightmare that would happen we had a three level home in the bottom level, there was another smaller crawl space in there that, you know, we had a playroom and then the other side we had all of our junk that we kept in there, storage. You would turn the lights off in there and it was just utter darkness. And I would get this creepy feeling and I'm like, I would have this reoccurring nightmare that critters were living in my crawl space and they'd come out at night, climb into my bed and just start eating me and like, oh, ooh, it's such a dumb one to like, sit and be afraid of too. And me and my uh, brother just had this conversation not too long. Cause he was saying, he's like, what movie did you watch as a kid that like actually met? I'm like, critters, critters uh -huh. messed me up. Mine's the changeling. And I first saw that with the, uh, at a sleepover and I don't remember much about it, but I remember the wheelchair and I remember the ball bouncing down the stairs and it was at a sleepover. And I almost called my parents, Jake. And this was, after we had gone to my first haunted house. So that <laughs> I can see how that messed you up way better than mine because they, at least, they at least involve actual horror movies, which is isn't a scary movie. What was wrong with me as a child? <laughs> Same thing that's wrong. Uh, with me as an adult. I messed up. The other one, 
the other one that got me was something wicked this way comes thank you i was gonna <laughs> mention that as one of my ones that i have to watch yeah how, how is that a disney movie by the way oh, like, no honestly clue. it's terrifying i because it's, it's a ray bradbury piece i was shown this in school one of the, the halloween time at school the the teacher showed that one and i was like what <laughs> yeah when we were younger all they looked at was oh this is a disney movie so it's, it's fine to show in school okay. mm -hmm. it's disney and rated pg it'll be fine no it's not fine <laughs> this is one so something this wicked this way comes we've actually talked one time on multiplane that was during a halloween special uh -huh. and it's one that we're naming like best villains and dr dark was one of my top villains from Disney. Yeah. This is one that I didn't get messed up on, but this is one that my dad... See, I have a very awesome history of my dad introducing me to really good pieces of... Well, sorry, in my opinion, memorable pieces of film. Okay. And this is one that Disney made that I'm like, how did this come from the Mickey Mouse organization? Right, right. But my dad sat me down with some popcorn. He was like, hey, check this out. This is it was October, so he's like, We're gonna watch this. This scared the shit out of me as a kid. Sorry, if we, uh -huh. can we curse on this one? My loud one, uh, uh so one, PG we'll give you one. Okay, well, it scared the yeah, crap like, it scared the crap out of me as a kid, and so uh, we sat down and watched it, and I was like, I, That is an interesting. Like, I want them to do a reboot of it since Disney's on you now the cool. the reboot rampage here. I think if we did is, something is wicked that this way comes. Is it on Disney Plus? Well, I think that might be one of the few that isn't no, on it's Disney not. Plus. I didn't think yeah. so. Okay. I'll have to see if I yeah. can hunt it down. It's been a while since I've seen it, but that one was really good. Disney Channel original version of it. I no. want yeah, absolutely. Which I'm um, beginning sometimes I worry that Disney Plus like original is kind of replacing Disney Channel original. It's a little bit higher quality. Sometimes some of the movies are not. Have you haven't seen Hocus Pocus 2. <laughs> I have not seen Hocus Pocus 2. That is true. That That's is not true. Why not highest list of recommendations? No. One that freaked me out when I was a teenager um, was arachnophobia. Yeah, that freaked everybody out. It's spiders. <laughs> <laughs> eight leg no my biggest fear man is spiders eight legged oh, freaks yes i would and it was the reboot one the newest okay. one the, the, when i was a little kid uh-huh we were at a sleepover we're watching it my friends know i hate like i can't even express how bad i hate spiders <laughs> next thing i know someone's chucking a popcorn hand at me and i lost my mind except <laughs> i didn't have to call my parents because i lived six houses down I just uh -huh. yeah, I remember yeah. seeing that nope. in the, I remember seeing that with a friend in the theater. My my mom dropped me off at Sandy Movies Nine and uh we watched that and we came out in the daylight and I was like so freaked out and I'm like it's the middle of the day and I'm like looking around and um you I was know, afraid you, like spiders to start crawling out of the bathtub drain. I mean, yeah. Yeah, you know why it's a freaky movie? Because spiders are not pretend. They are real. <laughs> yeah. And it's big not a pretend not creature. Pretend. They're real. I don't and like those, scary movies those, that are based on real things. Yeah, those were yeah. real spiders. This was pre-CGI. No, but I'm saying uh, big spiders exist too. Like if you ever watch yeah. 
a top 20 biggest insect list in Oz. Yeah. <laughs> Those things exist. There's a reason why I don't live in Australia. Yeah. Australians yeah. watched arachnophobia and they were like, that's just Tuesday, mate. Like, that's no problem. <laughs> I, I do want to shout out to Sandy Movie Sign. That was the first movie theater that I worked in. I loved that place. Oh, I didn't know you worked so, there. Yeah. I knew you worked in the theater. I didn't know it was that one. Yeah, it was that one. Yeah. So I remember yeah. before Sandy Movies 9, there was the Sandy Starship. And that yeah. was the ricketyest, oldest, most rundown theater, but it was great. I I there I love old theaters. Like yeah. when I say old, I don't mean old, old. I mean like 70s to 80s old right, right. pre- cineplex where you're sitting in like the or pre-megaplex type. yeah pre yeah. don't get me wrong i love a stadium seating theater i love the dolby surround sound all of that but there's just something cool about the sticky floors yep. the, you're crammed into these seats that are tiny like <laughs> there's just so much nostalgia there for me and it, it was one of the few places off. that was really well air conditioned in the yes. summertime so you spent all summer in the movie theater mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. Like the movie theater and the last action hero. Ooh, that's yes. a deep that's a deep cut. So, but at Sandy Movies Nine, that was one of one of my other scary movie experiences. I think it was Scream Two, maybe Scream Three oh. that came out while I was there and I got to watch it. And when when I worked at the theater, we had actual films and we had to right. put it would come in multiple um reels and you'd have to put the reels together on a platter and that's what made up the movie so like a regular movie was like six reels long and you'd splice them together and then before you could start showing them on a friday you had to by thursday night you had to run it through the projector after everybody had left and make sure that none of the reels were on backwards or upside down or out of order before you Mm -hmm. started showing people because otherwise they'd come in on friday night big new release and it was like out of order or upside down and it was just a mess. And so right. we had to screen all of them. And so if it was a big release, like Scream was, then we would like a bunch of us would stay after and watch it. But a movie theater can be a very scary place after you watch a movie <laughs> like Scream. <laughs> when it's empty, it's dark, mm-hmm. and you've just had a giant soda and have to pee. And there's nobody else in the bathroom that is a bad combination. It was, it was terrifying for me. If you, could so. do, if you could do one of the screen films, you could do aliens. I'm just saying. Yeah. I, I have a very low tolerance for scary movies and I don't do well with peer pressure. I give in very easily. So other things that you should know. Do about. It, Jake, you'll be cool. Yeah, exactly. So now I'm going to go watch alien. Cause you guys told me I was going to be cool. I want to be one of the cool kids. That'll up your status. I, you're it always was, I just kids. didn't get offered a lot of drugs in high school. That was my yeah, yeah. my saving. You want rates, one that's going to so. be bone chilling that yeah. has it's a good mesh of practical but, and CGI that like it's the way it's supposed to be used. Crimson Peak. Oh yes, 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 yes. Absolutely, and th- I think it's so sad because I think. I think it didn't do as well at the box office because everybody expected it to be like a, a horror film and it was a gothic romance. Uh, it still works as a spooky movie for me. Oh, I... Absolutely. absolutely. Um, Jake, it's another Guillermo del Toro film. 
Okay, there's two things that Tracy loves when it comes to scary horror type movies. Alien and Aliens. Mm-hmm. And then anything Guillermo, Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro. Del Toro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that one's got... Uh, Listen, Val Scott got Steven. Val Scott Steven. Tracy's got Guillermo. I've got Tom, as in Cruz. <laughs> and then Val's on first name uh, terms with Steven Spielberg. Yep. Her good friend, Steve. They're best friends. Yep. Best friends. Um, best one friends. that's got a little bit. And Tra- Tracy, if you've seen this one, I'm curious to know because you're not big on gore, but I think it just uh-huh. also is visually stunning to me. Like, I love the way it shot. Tim Burton's Sleepy Hollow. Yeah, that one's actually pretty good. Okay, I've seen this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah? I like well, because it. it's a Tim Burton film. It's Tim Burton. They, so I've got Guillermo Tom and Tim. Toro, Tim and Tim Tom. Burton. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tim, Tom. They get together with Danny. I'd be happy. Tim, Tom, Danny. That's my dream team. Dream team right there. <laughs> we'll watch the Headless Horseman, the Disney one, but then. The animated one? I'm like, yeah. But then after yeah. that, I'm always like, oh, you know what? We need to watch. That one's. Tim that Burton's was fairly creepy Hollow. too. It is. Yeah, Christopher Walken in the uh, yeah. Tim Burton film. Well, I like Bastion. I like the Ichabod character in the Tim Burton film too because he's kind of he's more of a detective and mm-hmm. like there's more to his character than just the scaredy cat school master guy. Like Who eats a lot. <laughs> Jake, I want to hear a few more from you since you say you're not a big scary no, movie person. Listen. What's even what's just something that's slightly spooky that yeah. draws you? I like, so I'm not anti like monsters or, or things like that. I, so my jams typically around this time of year are going to be like Ghostbusters is one that I'll put on every year around this time. I love Ghostbusters. Um, we are big, big fans of the Corpse Bride. Um, that oh, yes. happened to come out while my wife and I were dating and we held hands for the first time. So it has bigger meaning for us. We were just barely starting out. This wasn't like uh-huh. months and months of dating. Um, a small kid watching that in movie theater. <laughs> I forget how young Ty is. I know. I like this is good for you, Tracy, because Ty comes on and he makes me feel old. And so now yeah, I know how you, you know feel how when feels. I make the old man jokes. So, um, and then like I like there's some really good kind of family centric ones that we watch each year. My uh-huh. favorite favorite is probably Monster House which I just think is so well done. The animation is really good. I love the story in it. I love the little fat kid because that was me as a kid. And I just, anyway, there's a lot that I really like about monster house. Um, and then uh, anything Tim Burton, I feel like you can watch at Halloween yeah. time and it, and it works really well. Tim Burton's uh, a year round name at my house. Well, sure. But like, if you want to get in that Halloween mood, like putting on, you know, it's a Beatles lifestyle juice, Jake. What's that? <laughs> it's a lifestyle. Not once a year. It's a lifestyle. <laughs> All right. Ty may give me a run for money. He may be. I, I Tom may be say, his. Or, uh, Tim may be his. And I'm just let you two battle it out here. Yeah. Uh, Have you guys seen Jake, my yard yet? No. I don't even know where you live, Ty. I typically post. Like I think I've posted it on Multiplane. Like my house is a living, I don't remember breathing embodiment of the Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, okay. cool. So, so I struggle with The Nightmare Before Christmas. I don't struggle with it. I love that movie. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. But I struggle with it. Is it a Halloween movie or a Christmas movie? Oh, when do you start watching it? Okay. 
Ben, it's like at Disneyland. It comes up like in October and goes all the way through the holidays. <laughs> what did yeah. Ben have to say? That it's both. He's yelling at me yeah. that it's both. I'm. I have begged him Mark to go Alden. out of here so he's not scared by critters and thinking that they're going to come eat him in the night. But no, he will not leave. He's so, always. He's always. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to be all in my bed later, and that's going to keep us all awake. (laughs) Uh, It's not a scary film, but Jake, if you haven't seen this, this would be great for your family. Uh, The Book of Life. Yeah. I've I've heard really good things about The Book of Life. Great little movie. So it's it's a DreamWorks or Illumination. I think it's Illuminations. Illumination. um, but it's yeah. probably the best one that they've done. And it's all about the day of the dead and really clever. Uh, I, I feel Thomas like it must have come out around the same time as Coco or something that caused it to fly really, really under the radar. I think it was, but Pixar was working on Coco long before, before the book. No, of no. I, and I'm not, I'm not saying that like Pixar ripped yeah. anybody off or anything like that. It just feels like there's something that happened that caused that one to go under the radar. But then people afterward are like, it's really good. Something that I've wanted to talk about on Multiplane, this hasn't even come out yet. They just published that Disney got the rights to it. And I'm really hoping they do this one justice. Have either of you read Neil Gaiman's The Graveyard Book? I love that book. I love The Graveyard Book. It is so good. And if they can get that done right, Ty, it's going to be an amazing film. I'm really, really hoping, and this is very wishful thinking, I'm really hoping they call Tim on this one. Yeah. Because we haven't had a good, you know, marriage of Tim Burton and Disney since Frank and Weenie, which is I, another excellent Frank one to watch this time of year. I no. feel like they should be able to get Tim because nobody's been able to confirm this for me, but I don't know that I've ever seen Tim Burton and Neil Gaiman in the same room at the same time. <laughs> I'm not trying to start a conspiracy, but but well, my hopes I'm not saying it either. My hopes right. were that Laika Studios, the ones that brought you Coraline, yeah, and you know Paranorman and all these other great stop motion right. movies. Mm-hmm. I was really hoping they would obtain the rights to it, but since Disney has it, I'm like, okay, I don't want this to be live action. Yeah, I feel that all the elements, the characters. Everything that has to do with the graveyard book would be told in a really good, I think stop motion is probably my preferred medium for this. And and if you can get Tim Burton involved and and get something like Nightmare Before Christmas, like the Corpse Bride in that Mm -hmm. vein, I think it could really do the story justice. Uh, I don't want to see Pixar to animate it because I just don't feel like that's going to be. Yeah. yeah. And and I, Um, I love Pixar, Tracy. I love Pixar. Oh, yeah. I, okay. I'm right there with you. Yeah. But I just don't feel like it'd be the right yeah. aesthetic. No, totally. Um, but by I, the way, Book of Life was 2014. Coco was 2017. Okay. Something something yeah. happened that buried something Book of Life. And I don't know. Kind of buried it. And it, 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 yeah, it didn't get the love that it deserved. But that's a really good one. Like I said, I feel if they do the graveyard book, it'll become an instant like seasonal classic for this time of year yeah i agree i would love to see them do it well so jake if we ever if you ever you know take because you do an episode do you do a show where you guys talk about books we do so every once in a while once a month blake lisman and i get on here and we have blake and jake hot book takes i oh, love that man. title. i love that this title. year we might have well this month if you haven't done one i think the graveyard book and i know somebody who would be a great guest on that show of course you do who who James? 
Ty. Oh, Ty. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you were meaning like not in this group. Ty would be a great guest. Doug Jones would be a great guest. You should. Doug Jones. Him. If you and you know who listen. I could see Doug Jones playing. I could see well, Doug Jones like if they were to somewhat do a live action, which uh-huh. again I hope they will. They don't. But if they do a live action, I want to see Doug Jones play Silas. But if they if they do it animated, I'd like Chris Pratt to do the voice because he's apparently the hot voice <laughs> actor to do all the voices no. now. No. Not hating on Chris Pratt, like oh, I'm I not am, either. I am so hating on Chris Pratt for that. That is he is not the right guy for that role. I'm sorry. No, he's absolutely not. I yeah. But he's also probably not the right guy for Mario since you've got a voice actor that's been doing his voice for 30 plus years. Uh-huh. But and I'm sorry, I've kind of got Chris Pratt fatigue. It's none of my business. <laughs> Ty, I had the the opportunity when Dr. Sleep came out. Um, they actually had a special screening where they did The Shining and then mm-hmm. went straight into Dr. Sleep. And that was a very cool. Like, I that was the first time that I saw Dr. Sleep was immediately after seeing The Shining. And I'm like, The Shining on the big screen followed by Dr. Sleep. I'm in because I really like the Dr. Sleep book. I thought it was really underrated and good. The I know of Dr. Sleep and I know it's like the continuation of that kid from The Shining, uh, but one that I oh, will never the, watch the, again, the original Exorcist. Oh, I yeah. have never that seen was, that one. That, that, that one's gosh. way above my scary tolerance. I have a friend who watched it for the first time and she's like, even though it's been mocked and it's a trope now, that movie is still freaky i'm like it'll mess with you man like (laughs) yeah uh speaking of the shining though tracy have you seen the uh uh new cars tales from the road or whatever yes i that's ours on the road thank you ben is here to correct me on that one uh (laughs) there is an episode where they stay in a haunted hotel Uh and they pull a lot of stuff from the shining like the Mm -hmm. carpet they have like the twins. Nice. They have something the written ballroom. Back. Yeah, um, like all. It, there's it, been a it, lot it of really um, like in each of the Toy Story movies. There's uh, references to The Shining because one of the directors loved it. Yeah, same thing. Um, and I saw an ad today. And I'm so bummed I can't really make this happen. But um, like the second week of November. Um, Mike Flanagan and his wife, who stars in all of his pieces, are holding a special two-night event at the hotel that they filmed The Shining in. And they'll be oh, like, wow. well, ask you, have you ever been to the hotel, Tracy? I have not. The Stanley Hotel, right? Yeah. He stays there every summer. It's romantic. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been. I'd love to. Have you but guys yeah, ever done that? Been. Done like the haunted tours of a city or like... Yeah. Stayed in haunted yeah. hotel, things like that. So the one that I've seen, and actually I jumped in, not actually being a part of the tour, but we found them and we kind of just inserted ourselves into the group. We did a really cool one in San Diego. If you're ever in old town. I believe it's called San Diego. San Diego. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't resist. Thanks, Ron Burgundy. Old town, old town would um, be cool. Tour. But basically, yeah, there's a really neat old cemetery from, you know, way back in the day. All the tombstones are excellent, but they go around and they give you a ghost tour of the different sites in Old Town. And I'm like, oh, man. So we jumped in 
got some of the cool stuff from the graveyard, some of the other city sites while we were just there going to dinner. And it's Uh definitely one that's worth a go. I did one in Key West, which was my first ghost tour. And that was a lot of fun because there was all sorts of talk of pirates and swashbuckling. And um, at one point, Key West was the murder capital of the world. She had a lot of really good stories. I did a ghost tour in New Orleans, which was a lot of fun. Oh, that That one would be cool. cool. That one was fun. And then I did a lesser one in Seattle. I think it kind of comes down to the the storyteller and the yeah. Key West and the New Orleans storytellers were top notch. Did you ever watch the Skeleton Key? I don't think so. That's an old one that's not it's not gory, it's more suspense. It's basically uh, it takes place on an old plantation house. Did they There's remake weird that stuff going on? Did they do a recent remake? That sounds really familiar. Oh, the one I'm talking about I think came out in like 2003 i want to say i was a teenager when i watched it spoiler alert the big plot twist is at the end is there were two kids it was either one or two kids that were into voodoo like Uh old time voodoo and they'd swap places with their white counterpart like the kids that they took care of oh wow and it's just a big old it's almost like an m night Shyamalan style brain twist but the skeleton key yeah yeah get out with same kind of idea yeah M. Night Shyamalan is interesting, brought his name into this. Uh, I know he's one of Tracy's all-time favorite directors. He loves everything he's ever done. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) But, like, I remember Sixth Sixth Sense coming out. Um, That was probably before you were born, Ty. Um, But... (laughs) I remember how big a deal that was. Like it was still a good movie. Was like, it is a great movie. Ninety nine. like, you need to go see it. You'll never get the twist at the end and everything. I remember everybody talking about that, and that was one that I I remember watching uh, at home once it came out on DVD. Like we uh-huh. we had we had one of the first Netflix accounts where all you got were DVDs. Oh, there was no nice. streaming at that point, so we got uh-huh. it through that. But yeah, that was a fascinating movie to me. And I feel like the rest of his movies, because it became kind of the thing to like figure out what the twist was going to be. Yeah, he was kind of a one trick pony that it was like they none of them ever clicked as well. You didn't get the same lightning in a bottle that you got with Sixth right. Sense. Right. That so, was the right movie at the right time for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and it still is a great movie and it still holds up. I think it for me, I watched it a couple of times after I watched it the first time. And it's like, OK, you can see the clues that lead up to the twist. And that's interesting and that's fun, but I don't know that I get the same enjoyment after I've seen it one time. Cause that yeah. once you get yeah. that reveal and let, I mean, I, I know I've talked to some people that figured it out the first time they were watching it. I was not one of those people. So for me, it was just, I know, I know Tracy, <laughs> but you're it's like fight club. <laughs> we don't talk about fight club. I I, that's the first rule. It's I the didn't first rule. It. <laughs> oh, skeleton key came out in 2005. I will check that out. I don't think I ever saw that one. You mentioned Get Out. Jordan Peele seems to be establishing himself as kind of the king of of horror right now with with mm. that and us and nope. nope. It, it <laughs> seems like he's he's really kind of coming into his own. I mean, what do you think? Is he is he kind of the it guy right now? It's interesting. I think so, but I also the thing that's so good about him and what he does. It, there's so much meaning in his movies. Us, I, I, Get Out is still my favorite out of the three. Um, Us is probably my third favorite. It's really quite interesting. 
And, but there's like so much subtext to that movie. Like it's all about race relations, stuff like that. Nope is uh, kind of just a straight up monster movie without giving too much away. It's kind of an alien monster movie. Ty, did you see Nope? No, I did not. Uh, it's it's a lot of fun. It's really good. I think he's a better filmmaker than to be trapped in one genre. So I, I'm interested to see him do something else. And Nope is not quite the horror film, but like, Get Out is more about like, it's all about race. It's all about, you know, the experience of being a black man in white America. And I did not see that movie going the way that it did, especially at the end when the cop shows up. I was like, and I, I love that he subverted that because we've always, we know, you know, we, we, the cop shows up and you're expecting one thing and then you get something completely different. Yeah. But he's yeah, up I there. Um I really like Ari Aster. Um, he did um, Hereditary and Midsummer. Um, I know well, that's your favorite. Midsummer. Yeah. Oh. The, Tracy and I are going to go see Midsummer. He's going to yeah, sit me down. We're going gonna... to watch that together. I, I went and saw it with two of my friends, and I have one friend that loved it and one friend that absolutely hated it because it freaked him out so bad. So. At Fan X, there was somebody dressed up in a bear mm -hmm. suit from Midsummer, and I know nothing about this movie except that whatever that scene is is terrifying, horrible, awful. Yeah, that's like yep. I don't know what makes it terrifying, horrible, and awful, but I just know like that much. I know, right? Did you, did you see the girl in the big flower dress that was with him? Yes, mm -hmm. yes. yeah, that, that also and, is well, terrifying and awful. Yes. So my my son Ben saw the bear. Uh -huh. He's like, oh, Marin would love that bear because Marin loves everything bears because we call okay. her Mare Bear. And I'm like, I don't want Marin going near that bear. I don't know what's going on with that bear, but we're not going near it. Do you want to know what happens with the bear? No. I mean, you can tell me <laughs> later. I don't know what I want to know. I do have to say A24 made a commercial. They actually made a bear in a cage and then made a commercial about it and sold like a limited amount. The A24 marketing is 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 genius. I love the fact that they did Midsummer and they also did Marcel the Shell with shoes on. Like, come on. Well, they, they are establishing themselves as, look, if you have a creative story that you want to tell, to me, they're like the adult version of Pixar. Like, yeah. if you have a, a great story that you want to tell that's creative, that's different, and nobody else wants to pick it up, it's a good story, we'll take it. We'll make it. And I yeah. think that's really cool. Hi, really quick. What do you think about the Bloomhouse films? They, they, the production company, they did like the, the newest Halloween. They've done a lot of horror movies. Oh, okay. Here's my deal. I was going to kind of bring up too real quick. It's hard for me to watch new modern horror uh -huh. because I don't think we'll ever get another decade like the 80s that gave us the most iconic, awesome horror <laughs> films of all time. Yeah. I mean, Hollywood just keeps regurgitating what came out of the 80s, right? Mm -hmm. Um, so far with the new Halloweens, I've really liked everything they've done, mm -hmm. but again, I'm at the point where I'm like, okay, we're just continuing something that's been there. Right. Give me something fresh. The thing, yeah. like I said, why I gravitated towards trick or treat so much was because uh -huh. they were able to pull out this monster movie and this different, you know, killer slasher had a little bit of everything but it was original so that's still why it's my number uh -huh. one but for anyone listening yeah i just i'm not a big fan of a lot of modern horror and because i'm more of a mon like movie monster guy yeah do you think halloween is actually ending this time 
No. They'll create it to no, where like Mike Mike's soul is so messed up that it can be, you know, switch personality or it can yeah. Yeah. be sucked up into someone else's persona and body that he gets to live on oh. through that way. And even Jamie Lee Curtis came out this week and said, You never know. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. And like look at the uh it's pretty much going to be like, look at the new Chucky series, which I highly recommend the new Chucky series. Uh-huh. It's like the cult of Chucky. Okay. Well, we can just do a big old cult call upon the spirit of Mike Myers to embody someone. Yeah. And then he dons the mask and he kills someone like, yeah. Where are we going to go with it? Okay. Super quick before we wrap up, we did not talk about any Sam Raimi films. So mm-hmm. evil dead army of darkness, evil dead Two. Um, even Ash versus the Evil Dead was a lot Evil of Evil Dead 2. Evil Dead 2 is great. Jake, you might really like Army of Darkness because it's more silly. Yeah, um, okay. It's much more of a comedic um, one. And it, it really draws back on his love of Harryhausen. So there's like stop motion skeletons fighting and stuff like that. But Evil Dead 2, that's got to be right up there. That's in the top five. That's even like the Evil Dead remake. That one was like hardcore. That went brutal. <laughs> Yeah, the razor scene. Oh, that and the tree. Yeah, molesting trees. Do you say molesting trees? Yeah. Well, on that note, that's probably a good place to stop it. (laughs) On that note, we'll see you guys in the movie. Wasn't that an alternative rock band back in the early '90s? Molesting trees. Probably. I wouldn't know. I was too young. The grunge movement. Uh, the grunge movement. (laughs) I don't know. There were so many, so many different ones that like, and I feel like all of them had some secret meaning that I didn't know what they were. Like, I'm still convinced Weezer is probably something naughty that I probably shouldn't repeat. Smashing pumpkins. Smashing pumpkins. That was one of my favorites. Obviously, this time of year, you always think about smashing pumpkins. Homer uh, Simpson. Billy Corgan, smashing pumpkins. Homer Simpson, smiling politely. Oh, any of the Treehouse of Horrors. That's what I was about to say, the Treehouse of Horrors. So in that time frame, a lot of the sitcoms, a lot of the shows always did like Halloween-themed stuff. Simpsons did it probably better than anybody, and it holds up because they did these kind of fun, scary stories. You know, I just remember that being every sitcom that you would watch would be like, oh, it's a Halloween, week of Halloween, Uh so they'd have some kind of Halloween special. And I feel like that doesn't happen as much anymore, and especially in the bingy environment that we're in now. It was one of the things that I actually really enjoyed about the first few seasons of Brooklyn Nine-Nine because they always had the Halloween heist. But Mm -hmm. then as they got moved around on the schedule, they had to turn it into a heist in May or whatever. But (laughs) Community would do often do a Halloween episode. And maybe their movie... We yeah. need to review that on movies that make us. We got a community. When does it movie. come out? Has it come out? Uh, they, they are. They're still writing it. They just like okay. announced it so they could start getting everybody on board. But uh, but, but you're ready to review it now and give it an A. <laughs> <laughs> you won't last two seasons. Six seasons yeah. in a movie. Now I want Kick Puncher the movie with Doctor Space Time. I want that one. This day and age, it could happen because that's what they do is they give the fans exactly what they ask. If you hire enough Twitter bots, uh, then you can get whatever you want made. Unless you want the right version of Hocus Pocus (laughs) 2. I'm sorry, Ty. No, had they stuck to the novel that they released and just made that the script, this movie would have been so much better. Did they release a novel before the movie? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. 
There's a Hocus Pocus sequel that came out a couple years ago that is Oh, excellent. interesting. Okay. And I had said before it came out, okay, if they just go off the book and take that as their script, and it brings back all the original characters, this would have been a really good movie. But hmm. yeah, that another another time I can sit and say how Hocus Pocus 2 sucks. <laughs> that, that sounds like a really great episode for Multiplane Podcast. Uh, which, by the way, you can find Ty on if you are not familiar with multiplayer t- podcasts. They talk about all things Disney, Marvel, um, and Marvel. Well, Star yeah, Wars. anything that falls under the Disney umbrella. Marvel, right. I, I Star didn't want Wars. people to think it was just Disney movies. I know, yeah. I know, and and you have to make that because I am one of those people. By the way, I don't consider like Black Widow a Disney princess. I get that she's a female <laughs> in a property movie. owned by own Disney. They own the Alien franchise, so the Xenomorph could be a Disney princess. Well, now that they own Fox, Klinger could be a Disney princess <laughs> from MASH. So, oh, the crossover is a slippery slope, a folks. When we start going down that slope, it's a slippery slope. Where do you want it to stop? That's all I'm saying. You got to draw a line somewhere. All right. On that note, see, this isn't my main show, so I can say whatever I want and nobody's here to supervise me. So I can say (laughs) things like that. Uh, You can catch Tracy and myself on Movies That Make Us. We release new episodes usually on Monday. Sometimes we miss a couple because of traveling and things like that. Life happens. But if you like movies, we are a book club, but for movies. So you want to check that out. And uh, then, of course, Age of Geek, you want to keep following here because each week is going to be a brand new topic and a brand new episode, and you don't want to miss any of it if you, you are never a know. nerd or geek. You never know who's going to show up. That's true. You never know who's going to show up. We could surprise you. Call Doug Jones could be on the next episode, for all I know. Tracy knows yeah. him. We're going to give him a call. We're going to see what <laughs> we can get done. I don't have a cool, like... I was See like, you later yeah, phrase on this one. This yeah. So I, I guess just follow us on social media. We have a Discord channel. We'll put the link in our description so you can come join Discord if you'd like or Discord server. I don't know the difference. I'm too old. Uh, <laughs> but check us out. It's supposed to be fun. And until then, geek on, friends. Gone, Jake. Geek on, geek Tracy. On. <laughs> geek, yeah. Geek, geek on, on, Wayne. It's Age of Geek party time. Excellent. This has been an Age of Geek media production.